0: Welcome to season two, episode one of the Disney Park Princess podcast. My name is Sarah.
1: I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte.
0: And we're back. Yay! Yay. <laughs> you <laughs> missed us, didn't funny, you? Yeah, if I sound a little funny, it's because I have COVID again yes again now you're hearing this in january we recorded this back in october so don't worry by the time you hear this i'm completely fine <laughs> <laughs> well let's hope yeah we hope so. I don't I not would, one. immediately <laughs> but literally the only good thing about having covid right now we're recording this in mid-october because heather just got back from her adventure by disney to peru which is what we're talking about today um but the only good thing about having covid right now is that um you know, hopefully my immune system will, will kick in and I'll be good all the way through the holidays. So I don't have to worry about getting it over the holidays. So
1: fingers crossed. I mean, you've had very bad luck with this. So let's hope this is the last time. I'm cursed. Yes. yes.
0: Hopefully (laughs) I got antibody treatment this time. So I'm hoping that that will kickstart my immune system, but, um, I am immunocompromised and we're trying to figure out why. Um, so now I know that going forward, I can make different <laughs> choices. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, this sucker's not over, people. I guarantee you, even if you hear this in January, still not over. Still
1: not over. <laughs> I,
0: It's a thing that's here to
1: stay, I think. That's you it. You know, it's, it's
0: permanent. Let's just all get used to it. And please, please get vaccinated. Uh, so anyway, we are not doing a Disney hot take this week because we are pre-recording this. Now, if anything happens between now and January, we'll drop one in. Uh, but Heather you just got back a week ago
1: exactly a week ago today about yeah. yeah exactly seven days ago i will have would have been just pulling out of the airport at this point in time so nice. life was better a week ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> life is always better when you're traveling 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> yes um all right so tell us all about it i want to hear everything first of all because We just like to disclose these types of things. We want to make sure that we are clear. Um, So you didn't get this trip for free, but you got it at a travel agent rate. So a significant discount.
1: Correct. This is um, what we call a familiarization trip, which is different travel companies will offer either free or discounted trips to travel agents to get you to come and experience their product so that you're better able to sell it. Um, And so this trip uh, was exactly the same as what any of you would do. There was not a single alteration to the itinerary, but it was an adults only travel agent training trip. So there, you know, we had some Disney salespeople with us and marketing people and and kind of, you know, the ability to learn how to market and sell adventures by Disney. But other than that, the itinerary was exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yep. Yep. All right.
0: So let's get started. Why don't you talk to us about like, what was the planning like
1: leading up to the trip? No planning. It was fantastic. This is why I love Adventures by Disney. And I know that uh, our listeners are big Disney fans and planning the trip is half the fun. And that's not to say you can't do some of your own planning, but the benefit of traveling with ABD is you don't have to plan. They take care of everything. The entire itinerary is planned out for you. Um, You know, if you need flights, they'll help you with flights. If you want to come in a few days early, they'll add pre and post night stays. They do everything. You don't have to do a thing. And for somebody who plans vacations for a living, my vacations sometimes get, I'm sure your guys do too, like your trips get pushed to the back burner because. Oh yeah, the the cobbler's children go barefoot, for sure. Right, like you're so busy doing your own, everybody else's, like by the time it comes time to plan your own trip, you don't have time or you don't have the brain power. So (laughs) that's where ABD is a rock star to me. Like I just, honestly, I email them for my flights. I gave them a call to let them know I wanted to come in a day early and then I showed up. Now, if you do like to plan, like if you're doing a, a pre-stay or you have some free time, that's when you can do your research on, you know, sites that you might want to see that aren't included or, or restaurants that you want to go to, which, you know, I'll do a little bit of um, because we were there a day early. But for the most part, you just you just show up and it's fantastic.
0: Nice. OK, um, now, did you have to for Peru? Did you need any visas or anything like
1: that? No, U.S. citizens do not need visas to enter Peru, um, which is nice, but you do have to have a passport and your passport has to be valid for six months after your return date. Um, And that's for most destinations around the world. I think a lot of people aren't aware of that. So before you travel, make sure you check your passport because you usually nine times out of 10 need to have six months left of validity in order to get back into the country. You
0: say that again, because people miss that so often your passport it doesn't just need to be good for the duration of your
1: trip it needs to be good for six months after your return date so if you depart April. in September and are returning in October your passport has to be valid for six months after October um otherwise April. you're not coming home April yeah April, yeah. so pay attention to those things um and if you're not using a travel planner, shame on you. But if you're not, these are the things <laughs> that we worry about that you don't have to. So when you're traveling on your own, make sure you're paying attention to the requirements of the countries you're visiting.
0: Yeah. But also the passport thing, don't count on your travel. We don't know when your passport expires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the thing, that's the thing you have to do on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we. I can sometimes...
1: I get people's passport information, but I don't always get it. So that's definitely something. No, to but enjoy. I do make sure to tell them, you know, yeah, oh, exactly. you're going to Italy. Here's what you need to know about, you know, whether it was COVID entry requirements, passport requirements. Yeah, exactly. Whether or not you choose to read it, that's on you. But I tell you yeah. what you need to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Whether or not
0: you choose to read it. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So. You decide you're going to Peru you sit back you relax and then what is the first thing that sort of that sort of happens that signifies that your trip is coming
1: So you get presents and if you've been a long time listener to this podcast, you know, I love presents. I love them so much. Um, and so, you know, ABD will send you emails here or there letting you know if they need certain information from you, depending on what activities you'll be doing. So for example, for us, we were going river rafting one of the days. And so they need to know, um, your height and weight to make sure they can fit you in like what boat you can fit into. So what, um, Wetsuit suit they can have for you, that type of thing. So they'll collect those along the way. But for the most part, about two to three weeks before your trip is when the fun begins. And you get a little care package from ABD with all of these goodies that you can choose to use on your trip or not. But um, in this particular adventure, they sent all of our pins to us. Um, and if you've been on an ABD before, you know that every day they would give you a pin that signifies, you know, kind of, sums up the activities that you've done for the day. But since they've restarted after COVID, they've started mailing those home just because um, I guess the feedback they got was that they're heavy and people then have to carry them home or people lose them. So we get our pins, we got a insulated backpack, we got a fold-up duffel bag that lays flat, but then, you know, you can open it up and have a full-size duffel if you need room for uh, souvenirs. We got two luggage straps. We got our lanyards to wear with our names on them. Um, we, oh, and we got some luggage tags. So we got a lot of stuff in the mail, which was nice. Yeah, that's a lot of presents. Um, oh, yeah. I will
0: warn people, though, it can be a bit startling um, when you get an email or a phone call from your travel agent or from Adventures by Disney asking how much you weigh, <laughs> that's
1: always <laughs> be. But just know that they're be not doing honest. it to be nosy. You need to be honest because different adventures around the world do different activities. Like I mentioned, river rafting, zip lining. Some of them horseback have riding. helicopters, horseback riding, um, and they need to make sure that they have the equipment for you at your height and weight. And they need to make sure that you'll be able to do it. Sometimes there's children who are too light to do a zip line or too short. Um, So these are the things that they're, that's why they're asking, it's not to be nosy.
0: It is a safety issue. Yes. Um, All right, so it is day one. You are headed to Peru. At what?
1: Okay, so I mentioned I came in a day early, which I just added on through Adventures by Disney. So we arrived and we had a full two days, by the way, our flights worked out, to spend time in Lima. And this particular adventure um doesn't do any touring in Lima. Um I, I wish that they would. I think that was my one bit of feedback, is that I wish that they had things for us to do in Lima because Lima is My goodness, was it an incredible city! It was absolutely beautiful. Um, But the point of the trip is the Sacred Valley and the Incas, and none of that has anything to do with Lima, which is why I think ABD leaves it off of the itinerary. So we took it upon ourselves to come in early so that we could spend some time in Lima. And is is Lima the airport that they recommend to fly into for that, or is that just what you did? Okay. Yes, Lima is the the only for now international airport in Peru. So no matter where you're going in Peru, you're going to fly into Lima and then go out and about from there. So they, the adventure starts in Lima, but there is no guided activity. So you have a one night stay in Lima. You meet your adventure guides in the lobby of your hotel. They'll give you some information, places to see, places to eat, how to get around. They'll, you know, we also, when we arrived, got a um, a fancy ABD water bottle to use throughout the trip, um, you know, and they'll hand out snacks, which is the theme you'll see going through the trip. Um, so you the and, snacks. Yeah, it's All impossible. It's You can't, like, you eat almost as much on these trips as you do on a Disney cruise, so <laughs> you're not going hungry on an ABD. But so... On our second day, we met our adventure guides. This is their first official day, and then we set off and started exploring Lima. We had explored a little bit of Lima the day before. Now we took bikes from our hotel um, because ABDs put you in a really they put you in great hotels. These aren't middle of the road, they're high end hotels that are in good areas, safe areas, and have a lot of amenities. Um, So that's something to think about when you're considering an adventure, is that you're not just staying anywhere. And what I like about their hotels is they kind of put you right in the area that you want to be. So you know, if you're in Florence, you're in the middle of the city on the outskirts. So you can walk to everything. You're not, you you don't feel unsafe, and you don't feel like you're out of kind of the touristy areas which I appreciate um so we took bikes from our hotel and we kind of tooled around the city for the day and like I mentioned Lima was just gorgeous I don't want to go into too many details because it wasn't part of the trip um specifically but it's a world-class city with great food great restaurants beautiful beautiful um coastline lots of artwork, like there's just a really rich culture there. And I, I I loved it. I really liked Lima
0: And so even when you come in early, um A B D still picks you up at the airport and transports you to your hotel, right? As long as Correct. You're them.
1: Correct. And sometimes, and this is not always, it just it really depends um on the destination but even if you don't book the hotel through them as long as you book the same hotel they will sometimes still pick you up from the airport and take you to that hotel it just depends on the the particular destination but yes because we came in early they still picked us up at the airport drove us to our hotel and that's included with abd airport transfers are always included um Nine times out of 10, they're private. If they're not private, it's just another family that is on the exact same adventure as you. It would never be with anybody outside of ABD. Um, And... You know, you have the person that is meeting you just steps outside of custom, they walk you to your car, even if they're not your driver, (laughs) there's still somebody there to meet you walk you to the car, put you in the car and send you on your way with the driver. Uh, So you're never kind of in a foreign country going, Oh my gosh, where do I go? Where's the sign? What do I do? Like you're, you're it's, it, somebody's holding your hand every step of the way. And for, I'm not a nervous traveler, I go all over the world and I still appreciate this. So if you are a person who has never traveled the world and you're afraid and you're not sure how you would do somewhere where you don't speak the language, ABD kind of takes that hesitancy and that little bit of fear and, get, and does away with it, which is, I, I, it's just so comforting to not have to think about how to get around a foreign country.
0: Yeah. All right. So now it's the first official day of your adventure. What's your first group activity?
1: Our first group activity is to go back to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) So like I mentioned, Lima is the only, um, international airport so that's where everybody from outside of the country has to fly to but the majority of our trip is taking place in the sacred valley and so we have to get back on a plane and go to Cusco which is where all of the fun stuff really starts um so we wake up we have breakfast our Adventure guides collect our bags, put them on a bus and send them to the airport. We have to do nothing. Um, And then buses show up for us. We get on buses and we begin the 40 minute drive back to the airport, all the while having our adventure guides kind of introduce Peru to us and tell us what we can expect. And then we get to the airport and we get off our buses. Our guides lead us into the airport, stand us on the side and say, there are your bags walk them over to the counter which there was no line like they pushed the line aside so we can walk in front of the airport security not the airport security, but like the bag drop line we drop our bags we come back to the corner we are handed our boarding passes and escorted through security all of this took maybe 10 minutes for a group of 40 people Nice. and i think that's i just realize that when you're wondering why you should do an abd is the ease of getting around. I did not have to move my bag from my hotel room to a bus to an airport. It was just done for me. I did not have to worry about checking into a flight. It was done for me. I did not have to print a boarding pass or a luggage tag. It was done for for me and then I didn't have to wait in line to handle any of the annoying travel things. So when you think about when you're traveling, especially with children and you're juggling the stroller and the kids and the backpacks and the snacks and all of you don't have to do that. It's just done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a way like nobody likes that part of traveling. You like the experiences, the fun things, the memories that you're going to, to make if ABD is handling all of the obnoxious stuff for you? Why wouldn't you do it? So I, I just like the I. I have a list that I'm, I'm keeping in front of me as we're going through like the trip, um, part. Like the, oh, I'm sorry if anybody heard that that was my now very blind dog Clyde trying to make his way back to me. So. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do if <laughs> I should go rescue him or let him figure out. Anyway, so we get to the back to the airport. We get through security and then we wait. Um, and it turns out that our flight to Cusco is delayed. And then delayed again and delayed a third time. We actually oh, took no. off three hours late, which is very unusual. It doesn't normally happen there. But here is why I was, again, happy that I was traveling with ABD. Because what happens when things go wrong? right? We all have things that go wrong on travel. And in this case, this is the first thing that went wrong. It's just, oh gosh, this huge airport delay. We already have plans for later in the day. People are waiting on us. What do we do? We do nothing. I just sit there. The ABD guides hand out snacks to us, they tell us what's happening, they translate the Spanish announcements in the airport, Um, they let us know when our gate moves, and they just kind of move us through it so that we're relaxed, we're not worried, we're not stressed, then we get on the plane, they walk us onto the plane, and all the while, Well, none of us see any of this going on. We're just sitting around hanging out in the airport. They are contacting the next three places that we have appointments at to let them know that we're going to be late. Please move this. We're moving this around. We're doing this so that everything's taken care of. And that when we do finally get to Cusco, we just show up and everything has been handled. So mom's not in the corner frantic that she's going to miss this one thing that she really wanted to see, and it's just all handled for you. So when things go wrong, I think that's also where ABD really shines because they just handle it. It's just done. Um, So we get – we eventually make it to Cusco. It's only about an hour flight, Um, and what our first (laughs) – there was two things I was looking forward to the most on this trip. One, of course, was Machu Picchu, and the other was the um, this central textile of Cusco. It's basically a collective of women that are bringing back traditional um, weaving techniques that were handed down through thousands of years so that it doesn't disappear from their heritage. And I had seen them on a Netflix documentary about two weeks before we left and I was like I think we're going to this place but these women um through the money that they earn not only are supporting their families but are supporting their tiny tiny little town in the middle of nowhere Cusco um helping them get things like paved road and running water um just because now groups like Adventures by Disney go and visit them and learn about what they do So I was really really excited to visit here. Um, So this was going to be our first stop after we got to Cusco and what I like that ABD does is there is a very big altitude difference in Peru um, from anywhere else in the world, especially even Lima. So you fly into Lima and you're fine and ABD starts leaving bottles of water, like giant liters of water in your room telling you to please drink up. It's going to help with the altitude difference. Um, and then they gave us the water bottle to make sure we were constantly drinking. But we get to Cusco and we the first activity they have scheduled is this particular weaving co-op because It is the highest elevation of the entire trip, and they are basically shocking your system into dealing with this altitude. So the first day was actually a little uncomfortable. Um, Altitude sickness is a real thing. I did not get it, but I was certainly very dizzy, um, very kind of lethargic. My stomach hurt a little bit. So it was hard to adjust at first, but by day three, or even the next morning, I was perfectly fine. But by day three, everybody was perfectly fine. And they purposely schedule your trip like this just so that you kind of get it over with and enjoy the rest of your time. So we make it to lunch at this place. Now is, I I don't know, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and we're finally eating lunch. Um, But my goodness, did... We're just like in a little picnic glen um, at the top of a mountain and this gourmet food that is coming out. It was just course after course after course. And then they had tea um, and Incan hot chocolate, which Sarah, I feel like you would love. It was delicious. You had me at hot chocolate. (laughs) It was so good, and then they have ink and coffee because they roast their own coffee beans in the area, Um, and there was also local wines, which like I think I had like three sips, and I'm like, oh, feeling a little loopy from this altitude. That altitude, that wine hits hard, (laughs) (laughs) very hard. Like honestly, three sips, and I was like, I'm good, I'm good right here. Uh, So we had, you know, this wonderful four-course lunch, and this was kind of acting like our welcome lunch. So everybody introduced themselves, we got to know each other, and then we move into the little courtyard where these women did a beautiful weaving and um, demonstration for us, showing us how they make uh, wool out of llama and alpaca fur, how they dye the wool, how they weave things. It was just, I'm so sad that we had to we cut our trip short by three hours because of this delay I could have spent forever there like it was just so inspiring and the things that they make were so beautiful and so soft if you ever have a chance to go and feel an alpacas fur go and feel better yet a vacuna fur oh that's my I have a new goal in life is to be rich enough to afford vacuna wool jackets or sweaters because it is unlike anything I've ever felt um and these women just do it in such a traditional way. Like the the woman who, who founded this years back has been on the cover of Vogue. Like I said, she had a Netflix documentary right? because she's doing so much to help this community and traditional textiles in Peru. Uh, and it's just, it's very inspiring. And then you get to go shopping. And I, the one thing I said going into this trip is I was gonna buy all the alpaca things. And so I got myself a little winter hat and I got like a wrap and I got a scarf. Um, and I got some pom-poms. And Justin got himself a scarf. And then I bought more later in the trip. But that's what I specifically bought here. And then we went back um, down the mountain into our for our second hotel of the trip, which is right in the middle of the Sacred Valley. And we had our welcome dinner where ABD found this little like Cirque du Soleil type troupe based in Peru and um, just fell in love with the shows that they put on. And so had them create one for their adventures and they bring this troop into the hotel on the first night. And you have this big like pageant style um, show about the different Incan gods and kind of how they believe the world has come to exist and what these gods represent. And then in the meantime, they're cooking potatoes and chickens in an underground oven, kind of like you would almost see at a luau in Hawaii. And then all this food gets brought out and it was just, it was such a fun, um, you know, festive way to start the trip, even after a long day where some things went wrong. It was just, you know, a great way to really kick off your vacation. Yeah. That's one of my
0: favorite things about traveling the world is seeing the way different countries and different parts of the world do different things, but also how some things are just universal um and like cooking underground that is a thing that you can find on almost every continent and the, you know like i just yeah. think it's so cool
1: yeah and and it, it's because some things feel familiar to you and some things are so foreign And that's what I like. I like learning new things because maybe I didn't know about it before, but now it's my new like now I love it. And it's part of something that I'm going to carry on. But also potatoes
0: aren't like isn't like Peru like known for their potatoes. Yes.
1: Here is a fun little tidbit. that I My
0: entire Irish heart just went.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Peru has over 5000 varieties of potatoes. Did you know that many kinds of potatoes existed? I did not. Nope. I personally don't like potatoes. I'm the worst Irish person on the planet. But you all have Peru <laughs> to thank for potatoes because not only do they have 5,000 varieties, but potatoes used to be poisonous to us. Did you know this? Did not know this. And they, the Incans, hundreds of years ago, um, they have, like we saw it the following day, um, like a little test lab. An Incan test lab where they learned to grow not only different varietals of potatoes and different kinds of of vegetables, but they learned how to make potatoes not poisonous so people could eat them. So thank you, Incas, for making uh, potatoes accessible to us. Oh forget thank the Phoenicians. I'm thanking these. <laughs> We're thanking the Incans. Apparently the Incans, although I will say, um, We all think of Incans when we think of Peru, at least I did. Apparently that's not even like their greatest civilization. They were only around for a couple hundred years and they basically destroyed themselves. The Spanish did not destroy them because there was infighting and all of this. So we all think of the Incans, but to the Peruvians, they're like, yeah, no, it's just another in a long line of really great dynasties that they had. (laughs) So I learned a lot on this trip.
0: All right. So that's your first day. What happened next? So the also, next- every time you say Cusco, by the way, I'm immediately. I, 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 yep, no. the, yeah, yeah. I've got the emperor's <laughs> new
1: groove in my head. I can't help it. We, uh, so we had two little buses to kind of get us around how we couldn't do one big bus because, you know, we're on these tiny little dirt roadways. So we had two smaller luxury motor coaches and one of them was Cusco, and one of them, um, was supposed to be Kronk, but they didn't print Kronk's picture. They printed Pacha's picture. So we were Cusco and Pacha. which I found out Pacha means earth um, in their local dialect. So there you go. Um, And their big God S that they pray to is Pacha mama, mother earth. And we pray to mother earth for everything. Ah. Very cool. I learned, let me tell you, you could travel the world on your own. I do travel the world on my own frequently, but I never learn as much about the local culture and, and beliefs as I do with ABD. Like I'm constantly like every day there's a new thing. So what was the next day? So next day we wake up. This is what Justin was looking forward to the most. We went uh, river rafting down the Urubamba River. Um, and by, I was nervous. I have never been rafting before, but it's ABD. So, you know, you're not, you're not going into class five rapids. Like they're not trying to kill you on your first day. Um, and so it was, you know, gentle one to three class rapids. we wound up having a great time. It was like a three hour trip down the river. Um it was just so fun. And it, the, the scenery as you're floating down this river, it's just the mountains are incredible. There's and walls on the side of the road as if it was like, you know, Walmart. Like it was just, it's so beautiful. Um, there was farms everywhere. And so there was pigs and goats and cows everywhere. And it was just, it was, it was a fun thing. And then we get off at the end of the river. Um, We felt very brave because we'd done all these rapids and we're like, we're pros now. We can do this all the time. And then we had um, like a little moment for snacks because snacks is what ABD does best. Um, And so they had um, like a little pavilion set up with changing rooms and bathrooms so we could all get out of our bathing suits and our wetsuits. And then they had coffee, hot chocolate, tea, uh, water, some like i think i ate all of these i'm sorry for anybody listening that was on my trip i genuinely think i ate half of the platter just mm-hmm. avocado sandwiches it was white bread and avocado <laughs> it was nice. like yes i this is everything i need in life um <laughs> and then they also had like chicken salad and for you meat eaters and they had chocolates and um like little cookies uh quinoa cookies because we have peru to thank for quinoa <laughs> and i eat quinoa constantly so thank you peru um so it was just like a moment for like we probably were there for a half an hour just snacking um we took some pictures with the group and then we got on our way and we went to Tambo, which is a place i had never heard of i guarantee most people haven't heard of half of these things that we did just because you think of peru and you think of llamas and you think of Machu Picchu um so Tambo was is another incan site um that is in the shape of a, a yama or llama um because a llama is one of their four go- um sacred animals llamas condors snakes and now i can't think of the fourth one puma um but anyway so they would build these beautiful temples or or they're not temples they're outside on a mountain but to them it was a temple and this a one say, is a sacred is- place Exactly. Um, And so anyway, this one is in the side of a mountain, looks like a llama, and we're hiking straight up, which looks like three miles up. It's not obviously that high, but you're like, I'm going to die as I go up here. But again, ABD is purposely doing this to acclimate you to the altitude. So We start up and we go for two, like you're taking your time. Nobody has to feel rushed. If you want to be at the front, you want to be at the back. However fast you want to go, there's always going to be an adventure guide with you. So you don't have to feel out of place or uncomfortable. We hike this along the way. We're learning about the the temple, why they built it here, what, what they used it for, why it was important. We get to the top. We hike a little bit of the Inca Trail. So I have been on the Inca Trail. Then we have to come back down come back down. We go through this little town of Ollantaytambo. Um, and then we have lunch and the people who, where we are staying at our hotel have rented out this gorgeous garden. I, I've never seen anything so beautiful in my life. It was like snow capped mountains in the background, green grass, running streams, flowers everywhere. And they did like a little catered lunch for us. Um, it was the food was delicious corn quinoa salads chicken if that's your thing like it was just it was delicious how Uh, did they handle
0: your allergies and your your dietary restrictions oh my
1: gosh i was like the easiest person on the trip (laughs) 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 um adventures by disney just like anything disney is fantastic with allergies or dietary restrictions you let them know ahead of time. They let the places that you'll be dining know. And I never felt like I couldn't eat anything because I am a vegan or I'm allergic to broccoli or whatever it may be. There were tons of gluten-free people um, on the on the trip who, oh, by the way, their bread for gluten-free people was cheese bread, like Brazilian cheese bread from Food and Wine Festival. And I was like, I might have to have one of those. I don't know. Um, but I was so well taken care of. And again... And specifically for me being plant-based i'm in the land of corn and quinoa all they they eat a ton of vegetables. they eat a lot of yeah. chicken but they don't really eat meat like they're not cow eaters they're not mm-hmm. beef eaters they're not goat eaters because to them those are draft animals they're there to work they're not there to be eaten mm-hmm. they do eat some questionable animal choices but hey it's not right it's not wrong it's just different it's just what they do um so i had More than I probably had more options than if I were to go to, say, like, the American South Mm -hmm. in vegan options. Even when I wanted to dine out on my own um, for, like, the two meals that weren't included in the trip, I had a handful of, like, five to six vegan restaurants in every city that we were at that I could eat at. So, yay for vegans. We're taking over the world. Get ready, people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then after our lunch, we got back on the bus and we were headed back to the hotel for kind of like a a lazy afternoon situation. Um, But our guides decided to do a little surprise for us. And so this is where you're one of the reasons adventure guides are amazing um, because they can do fun little surprise excursions for you based on your group so we were a group of all adults so they thought it would be fun to stop off at a a real Peruvian bar and so we stopped it like looked like a little roadside stand you walked in through a courtyard it was one room dirt floor but then we got to try local um Peruvian corn beer Um, there was the regular and the strawberry flavored one and the strawberry flavored one was delicious Um, and then this is just what they drink but they drink it during the day this is not a nighttime beer like there's almost no alcohol in it like it's 2% alcohol so it's just like here's what I'm drinking with breakfast type of situation Mm -hmm. and we played what their version of bar games are and we were there for maybe a half an hour and then we got back on our way and went back to the hotel and had dinner that evening and so they're just like fun little immersions into the culture that I wouldn't have done on my own. I Mm -hmm. would have never been brave enough to stop off at a bar that I didn't know. It didn't look like a bar. And because one of our adventure guides was from the area, he's like, yeah, here, this is where we would hang out. This is what we would do. This is what we would drink. And you just get more of an insight into that culture, which I appreciated. That's incredible. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I feel that
0: afternoon you just got to explore on your own.
1: Yeah, we, uh, you know, it was later in the afternoon. So we went back and then we had dinner already included in the trip. um, But we had dinner on our own at the hotel restaurant. So we didn't have to pay for it, but we weren't eating with the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is kind of the point when it would be the junior adventurer night where your adventure guides take your kids and show them a movie and play a game and do whatever activity with them. And mom and dad can have like their little date night to themselves. And so, um, you know, dinner, we relaxed a little bit. And then the next day, gosh, what did we do the next day? I feel like I don't remember at this point I saw, Oh, the next day we saw some more Incan ruins. This is what I, before when I referred to the, um, like the Incan test lab, mm-hmm. it, it basically looked like just like terraced gardening which is what they did there they learned how to cultivate different kinds of vegetables they learned how to maybe um cross cultivate, take things and make them not poisonous or grow things here that wouldn't normally grow here. Um, It was their playground. Like we have science labs now, this is what they did. And so that was cool to see. It's like the Peruvian version of living with the land. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And and, then But it's a lot prettier. Also, oh my gosh, they had, the Incans had floating staircases. Like, you know, if you think of like the Brady Bunch house or like the 60s, mid-century modern, Incans did it first. Um, And so in order to get because these different terraces were like seven feet tall in order to get from terrace to terrace instead of having to like put in ladders or ruin their crops they just stuck I'm, I'm made, nobody can see this except for Sarah and Charlotte but I'm making <laughs> motions with my hands they just stuck long flat rocks out of the walls. Yeah, as a floating staircase so you can just kind of walk yourself up it and <laughs> just like and 500 years later here they are still standing it looked really yeah, cool in the
0: year 2022 i still don't like those staircases so let's just be it, clear
1: it's <laughs> like I something you like would see and like you can see right
0: through <laughs> but something like you see it like in an adventure movie like dora or one of the what dora they yeah, explore yeah. jumanji yeah. or something where they would yeah, go yeah, into or a or cave a Na- uh, national treasure Yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: yep it's the Incans you're welcome (laughs) what else I Uh, think the Incans apparently Peru is home to all of the things now whether or not that's true or it's just um, Rudy that's what his he wanted to tell us but um, Peru is responsible for a lot of things that we are used to Um, okay so after that we then go to the salt flats of Maris. I didn't know that there were salt flats in Peru. I didn't know that there was a, an Incan testing ground. So I learned a lot on this trip. Like I mentioned, I thought I was going for Machu Picchu. Instead, I learned all of these things. Um, and along the way, you know, our guides are doing fun little things to keep not only us entertained, but any children that would have been there entertained. So while we were at the salt flats, one of our guides disappears. We start walking with the other guide, and he's like, Oh, look, it's a local selling clementines or whatever, you know, their local version of a clementine. And one of our guides had set up like, you know, a little stand, like she was a Peruvian local and she's like, I will trade you one stone for this orange. And so like we had our little snack moment there, but like they were always doing fun little surprises like that to kind of keep us entertained, keep us not hungry. Um, What did we do after the Salt Flats? Oh, this, we, ha- this was my magic, like specifically for me, my magic moment. We headed back to the hotel and we had a beautiful lunch at our, um, at our hotel, um, and they had a horse show. So they were showing us their beautiful Peruvian horses, which were stunning because they have a, a different gait than horses that we're used to here. Um, and they showed us how these horses dance. And then they had um, a couple come out and do some Peruvian dances. And then they dance with the horse. All the while, so much food. I've never expected so much food in my life. Like, it was just, cut, like... I had eaten so much by course 2 that I was full and we still had three more courses to go. <laughs> they don't tell you by the way how much food they they just bring out all this food and the quality of it. My gosh, it's like you're dining at a Michelin star restaurant. Um it was just it was phenomenal. Its vegetables and panadas, meats, salads, oh, the best pineapple I've ever had in my life you think Hawaii has good pineapple I have never had pineapple so fresh as I have had in Peru it was it was incredible um I did not care for their mangoes Hawaii still has better mangoes but the pineapple um so anyway we're eating we're watching the horse show it was beautiful I took all these videos um and at the end of the show my one guide comes up to me he's like Heather I need to talk to you and I was immediately like oh my god did I do something wrong am I in trouble what am I doing he's like just come, you know come with me like let's I just don't want to say anything in front of anyone I'm like I'm I'm getting kicked off the trip like I did something (laughs) I, I, I was like what is going on um and instead he brought me to the stables where he had arranged for one of the uh, Peruvian riders to let me ride his horse. Um, and so I got to ride for about 10 minutes just around the fields, riding this gorgeous black horse. He, it was, I've never seen a horse that, this beautiful. Like he was just stunning, stubborn to a fault, like did not want to listen to me. Like me and him are fighting back and forth, like <laughs> I'm going to go over here. I'm like, no, you're going to go over here. And, but like it was just such a special experience. Um, and, you know, All because I had mentioned to um, one of our guides the day before, like, oh, are we going to have time to go pet the horses? I love horses. I had grown up riding. Like, I just, I would really love this. Um, And she's like, oh, yeah, we'll have time. And then she mentioned to the other guide and she's like, we have to do something for Heather at the end. Like, let's see if we can get her to ride one. Um, And so... That's you awesome. know, this was very specifically for me. She even told me she's like, we would not do this for a normal guest because, like, I know you grew up with horses, you knew what you were doing, but like, ABD does not let people ride horses without helmets. So, this was specifically for you. Don't tell your clients, like, this is a normal thing. So, as we broadcast it to all the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> but I say this to kind of let you know the experience you're getting with abd right because right, we all hear it it's so expensive i could go to europe for cheaper i could do this for cheaper well you could but you're not going to have this experience right. so it's whatever whatever that may be for you if you're a your adventure guide knows you know that you really love puppies Maybe you're going to have that moment in Alaska with the sled dogs or or whatever it is like you're a really big chef. There was somebody else on our trip who was really into um, cocktails. He loved um, making cocktails and kind of learning about mixology like that was his thing. And so at one point night during one of our dinners, they did um, a pisco sour making demonstration for us. That's the national cocktail of Peru Um, and so they showed us how to make it and then they you know let us all take they gave us a small glass of pisco sour but for him they showed us how to make it and they're like here you come up and make it and so they taught him how to do and that was his thing that was his magic moment was he was was given this opportunity to make it you know make this cocktail that he didn't know how to make type of thing. Um, So ABD does that for you. They, they're give, they're listening. They're learning about you. They're giving you this immersion into the culture and just making sure you have the best time. And I, that wouldn't have happened on my own. It just wouldn't have. So that's why I say you need to
0: travel with ABD. Okay. So that brings us pretty much to the halfway point of Heather's trip. And this is already a pretty long podcast. So we're going to split this into two parts. We're going to wrap up here. Uh, And then next week, we will have the remainder of Heather's Peru Adventures by Disney. Um, We'll also get to maybe a couple of listener questions for that. We are still going to do a separate listener Q&A for Adventures by Disney. Don't forget to send us your questions to info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Stay tuned for a Patreon extra next. And we'll be back next week with the rest of Heather's Adventure, including Machu Picchu. Thanks so much. We're excited to be back with season two (laughs) and we'll talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.